So last summer, I had a wedding here at St. Ignatius. And uh, it was a real nice couple. I got to know them uh, a little bit more than, you know, than I, than I typically know the couples. Um, she was from here. She was from Long Beach. And he was from uh, South Carol- south of, north of South Carolina. Um, and we had dinner one night a couple of weeks before the big day. And uh, anyway, at one point during the meal, I asked them how they met. And uh, they both kind of looked at each other and kind of smiled like I could tell there was a, a story behind their meeting. Kind of an interesting story. They, uh, they met in New York City at a gym that they both belonged to. And uh, he had recently moved to New York uh, for work. He had this opportunity, uh, left the job he had in the South and came here. But he said he was, uh, he was having a very tough time when they met up to that point. He was not happy here in New York. Uh, he wasn't liking New York. He wasn't liking the new job. He was really missing home. He was kind of annoyed that he even pursued the job. So he was just said he was just sort of sad and lonely. And he, because of that, he had just kind of gotten in a rut. And he said he put on a few pounds and he knew he had to get himself to the gym. So he joined this particular gym. She um, was living in Manhattan, working in the city, and she had just come off uh, a pretty serious breakup, a guy that she had been seeing since college. And she ended it. Um, She said to me that uh, she knew that this guy wasn't the one. Um, She didn't always think that. Two or three years before, she was thinking he was the one. They were like talking about one day getting married. And she said he was a very good guy. She wouldn't have have been with him as long as she was had it not been a, a very good guy. But she said there were issues that they just didn't seem to resolve. Things that were kind of like deal breakers for her. Family stuff, faith stuff. So she broke up. People were shocked. She was unhappy. She missed them. She was second-guessing whether she should have ever broken up with him. She kind of knew at this point, a couple of months after the breakup, that he would have gone back to her. She kind of knew that, the temptation. But she just kind of kept saying, I, I didn't, I didn't want to settle. And it wasn't really a knock on him. It was just kind of what she said she needed for a, a great marriage and a great life. So... She was sad and lonely, too. And she said she had also put on a few pounds because of this sort of tough time.
time she was going through. So they're both in the same gym, not knowing each other. One day or one night, they were on treadmills right next to each other, running. And the TV on her treadmill wasn't working right. So he could kind of see that she was sort of kind of messing with it and no luck. So he, he kind of said, let me, I'll take a look. And he adjusted it and he got the TV going. So she kind of thanked him and they continued with their run. And they left and then uh, they run into each other at Starbucks right after leaving the gym. So then he said, all right, well, this is my opportunity. And uh, he said, can I buy you a cup of coffee? And the rest is history. Um, they never really looked back after that. Anyway, they told me that. I thought it was kind of a cool story. Interesting, though, in telling the story, like he kind of told uh, his experience of it, and she told hers, and how he was, how he, where he was at, how he was feeling prior to their meeting, and same with her. They both talked about struggling. Like they were both struggling with sadness and loneliness, loss. They were questioning things. But then they made it through. Like they made it. And they were very much like, I, I couldn't imagine my life without this person. You know, next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, which is a pretty big deal, actually. Pentecost is. We, uh, somewhere along the way, we, we, I don't know, we don't seem to recognize it quite as much as we should. I mean, Christmas, of course, Easter, absolutely. But Pentecost kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Maybe it's because there's no commercial stuff. We don't buy each other Pentecost gifts. We don't have Pentecost songs and things like that. But it's a really big moment in our life, our faith life. It's when God sort of returns to us in this new form, this Holy Spirit. The church was born and hope was restored. That's next Sunday. Three days ago was Ascension Thursday. Well, that's when Jesus, after he rose from the dead, he comes back for a period of time. He's kind of, he's out and about. He's meeting up with the apostles. And then he goes to heaven. He ascends to heaven. So that was on last Thursday. We remembered that. And this coming Sunday, we got Pentecost. So we got like these 10 days in between. Jesus has left and the Holy Spirit hasn't yet showed up. It was like this in-between time. It must have been tough. They must have been missing him. Yeah, I mean, they knew he had risen from the dead. That was great. And yeah, they knew now he was going to heaven. And of course, that's great. But they just had a flat out, like the, the prospect of not having him around anymore. It must have been almost like another death. 
They knew it was right, they knew it was good, but sometimes the things that are right and good still break our hearts, right? Well, eventually things got great with, with Pentecost, but this, this week and a half, when it's just kind of like dark, couldn't have been good. It's like something's been lost and it hasn't yet been replaced. It's exactly like that couple in a way. Right before they met each other, they had, both, they had both lost things and were feeling that loss. And they weren't okay with it. They weren't happy about it. And that void had not yet been filled. Like leaving home. And having not yet discovered your new home. And because of that, just being kind of lost. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I live here, and I'm, I live in this city, and I live in this apartment, but it's not home. And I want to be back where I was. And I, I know I can't just pack up and go. So I got to just sit in this tough time. It was like those 10 days. But hey, we all know this. Very often, it's a lot more than 10 days. It can be 10 months. It can be a lot. I've lost something and it hasn't been a, a sufficient replacement. Like breaking up with somebody that you loved. And you haven't yet met the person that you know you need, the, know, the person that you know that you want to spend the rest of your life with yet, and you haven't even met him or her yet. And you walked away from this other person that you did know. How tough must that be? You know, that couple, that engaged couple, now married couple, like they talked about their faith. They talked about during those tough months, that in-between time, how like they did pray. She was like, please God, like help me to find the, the person you want me to be with. Please let me feel that this was the right decision. God, please let this job get better. Please let me start to feel like this place is where I ought to be. They said they prayed a lot. They, they went to church because they knew that this was where they got some degree of peace. Problems weren't solved, but they kind of got through. When they'd leave church, they felt better, more hopeful. Hey, that's why First Communions are such a big deal. That's why we celebrate them like crazy. Because we know when we receive Him, hope is restored. When we're walking through tough times, tough days, and we're having doubts, and we're kind of wondering, and we're very down, we come here and we're fed with Him. So what you guys have done, Brendan and Brian and Noah and Gianluca, and all the rest of you guys who made your first communion the last couple of, couple of weeks, if you guys remember that, that when you have tough days, and sometimes when life is a little sad or we're kind of scared, or we wish things were different, when we come here, he reminds us that it's gonna be okay. It may not be fixed today, 
may not get better tomorrow, but it's going to get better. It's going to be okay. Because Jesus is always with us. And when we receive him, man, he's with us even more. That's what this couple knew. And they were sitting in this restaurant kind of saying, you know what? I weathered the storm. We weathered the storm. And there's no, there's no place else we want to be right now. You know, I, I saw uh, Bruce Springsteen in concert a couple of weeks ago over at uh, Belmont, the new uh, arena. It's a great place. It was Easter Sunday night. My mother said to me, Brian, do not tell people that you saw Springsteen on Easter Sunday. I was like, Ma, it was Sunday night, Easter Sunday night. It wasn't like I blew off mass on Sunday morning to see Bruce. Like it was, we're celebrating, you know. He's risen from the dead. Bruce. It was a great show. I love Bruce. It was a great night. It's always great. He's got so many songs. His first album, Greetings from Asbury Park, a couple of awesome songs on it. That's 50, 50 years ago that album came out. <laughs> Make you feel old? 50 years ago. So he's got so many songs. Half a century of great music. So obviously he doesn't get to play all the songs that you want to hear at a concert, as long as his concerts are. He put it out an album right after... Uh, 9-11, it's called The Rising. And uh, it wasn't right after 9-11, he wrote it sort of in response to 9-11. And he talks about loss and grief. Some of the stuff that those, that couple was feeling to varying degrees. This album talks about just when life is tough, that in-between period when we've lost something and it hasn't been replaced. Anyway, one of the songs that's my favorite on this album, he didn't sing it, I was hoping he would, but he didn't. It's called Waiting on a Sunny Day. He used to play it a lot, it was great. He'd always, have, he'd always pull a, a kid, kid from the audience, like right up to the stage and he'd give the kid the mic and he'd, he'd have the kid sing, uh, the chorus. It was really cute. And it's kind of a deceiving song because it's like a, it's a very upbeat sounding song. It's like a, like a rocker. It's like a Springsteen rock song. But the words aren't very happy. But they're hopeful. And it's really the words of, uh, you listen to it, it's kind of like, it's clearly somebody who's lost another person. And again, this was in the, the months after September 11th. So it's people missing each other because of loss. Just listen to some of these words. It's raining, but there ain't a cloud in the sky. It must have been a tear from your eye. Everything will be okay. Funny, I thought I felt a sweet summer breeze. It must have been you sighing so deep. Don't worry, we're going to find a way. I'm waiting on a sunny day. 
I'm gonna chase the clouds away. Without you, I'm working with the rain falling down. I'm half a party in a one-dog town. I need you to chase the blues, these blues away. Without you, I'm a drummer girl that can't keep a beat. An ice cream truck on a deserted street. I hope that you're coming to stay. Hard times, well, they come to us all. As sure as the ticking of the clock on the wall. Sure as the turning of the night into day. Your smile, girl, brings the morning light to my eyes. It lifts away the blues when I rise. I hope that you're coming today. Because I'm waiting, waiting on a sunny day. I'm gonna chase the clouds away. Well, that's true. Everything's gonna be okay. That's true. It's a great song, but it's just true. Everything's gonna be okay. Not because Bruce sings it, but because Jesus promises it. <laughs>